0: Welcome back to the Women of Marvel podcast, where we assemble to chat all things Marvel and more. And this is part of our Eisner Spotlight series. I'm Adri Cowan, the social media manager. And I'm Sana Amanat, the editor at Marvel Comics. This is Judy Stevens. I've lost my voice, but I'm going to let Sana introduce the special creator we have. And this week we have uh, Mike Del Mundo. Uh, who is a fantastic artist for us. He's been nominated for his X-Men Legacy covers um, at Marvel. And if you haven't seen them, uh, they're absolutely stunning um, conceptually and also uh, just visually. Um, Mike, welcome to the Women of Marvel podcast. We're happy to have you. Oh, thanks for having me. So I wanted to, first of all, congratulations on the Eisner nomination. I'm sure you're very excited.
1: Yeah, it's it's, it's awesome and so glad uh, I'm glad enough to be nominated so I'm I'm, I'm pretty much happy right now
0: <laughs> this is and then for you guys out there this is how mike sounds when he's excited because he has a baritone voice apparently
1: yeah so it, yeah just like uh just imagine me like saying this like um, with a really clear voice and at a hundred percent, but I'm just super excited. I just, right now I sound like Barry White and like, I, I can't help
0: it. It's not a bad thing, we'll say. <laughs> it's not. Very sexy. Very sexy. Yes. Can I say that? Oh, sure. I mean, I mean, it's the women of Marvel. Hashtag <laughs> women of Marvel. Anyway, um, you know. Sound about that Um, so I, uh, I, what I was actually very curious to know was about, um, I guess, how sort of these covers came about and what your process was with them. Because I know for me, I've, I've been a fan of your work for a very long time, but there's something about the X-Men legacy covers in particular that really, uh, I, I feel like made you just a, a standout where the concepts were really right on. You looked at a story or you looked at a particular issue from a very unique angle. Um, mm-hmm. so what, what is your process like? Was it you having conversations with Daniel about what to do or did he just give you a story concept and did you run with it? What is that usually like for you?
1: Uh, I think, uh, well, from the start, uh, we usually get the story from Simon or like a brief. And then from there we'll discuss, uh, possible ideas. And then after we've discussed that, I'll just, I'll go along and start thinking of ideas. And I usually have artist friends around me too. So I, I get to bounce ideas off of them. Mm -hmm. So it's just a lot of coffee at Starbucks and just like, yeah, bouncing ideas off each other. Um, And sometimes uh, on the rare occasion, uh, they already have an idea. Like Daniel, some of the issues Daniel already had an idea for, and I just did my best to um, put his idea to fruition. Mm
0: -hmm. I know when we asked you for... um Now, currently, Mike is actually working on uh, an Electra series, which he's doing the cover and interior work for. And I remember when we were talking, we first started talking about the series and what it could be. Um, We really wanted to make sure that Mike put his visual imprint on the series, which he definitely has. If you guys have not read Electra, you must run out to your stores and get it right now. Um, It's just fantastic, and it's beautiful. Um, But, Mike, you you sent in, like... (laughs) Fifteen conceptual designs. Like after our, our first first and second conversation, it was like you just oh. went crazy.
1: <laughs> wow, well, I didn't know. I didn't realize I sent that many. In, but yeah, I guess so.
0: You sent me a Dropbox. I, I get carried yeah. away.
1: Um, it, sometimes I get really excited over like some of the stories. I just get really excited over, and you know, it's it's just me. Just you know, sketching a whole bunch of stuff and sending it through and seeing what works. Yeah. But those fifteen might not be like the greatest sketches, but. Yeah, just me just kidding,
0: having fun. Well, that was so much of what this series has become was based on a lot of those concept designs, right? Like with mm-hmm. that bloody lips and sort of the, 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 the sort of dance the bloody dance that you um you're kind of playing around with in sketch. I think that really uh inspired Hayden to tell the story he's telling now. So what what's that like for you? What's it like working with Hayden Hayden Blackman who is the writer of Electra?
1: Hayden's awesome. He takes a lot of like some of the ideas I come up with, like we, you know, we don't really talk a lot because we're far away from each other, so we do a lot of text messaging. But um, whenever I have an idea for, you know, a possible uh, breakdown of like panels and stuff that he had in a script, uh, what's awesome is he takes it and he like he brings it in and puts it into the script. So that first four or five pages of the first issue, that was me just showing him like some ideas I had for panel breakdown. And uh, he like worked it in so well, so yeah. And what's awesome about him is uh, he also he does like those crazy double page spreads, which are like insane. And like he actually apologizes uh, apologizes about it on on scripts, <laughs> but it actually challenges me and like it, it's making me a better artist. Like um, with like yeah, with those with those pages.
0: Those spreads are absolutely beautiful. Um, mm-hmm. I remember so for for you guys out there, um, we were. Putting the finishing touches on the art for Electra One. And Mike's like, Wait, 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 hold up, hold up. I have actually have some revisions. And his revisions basically were so that the first two spreads could be connected in the sense that you technically, if you pull the pages out, it would be one large four page, like mini poster that actually connects. It's insane. And I feel like yeah. I I should actually do that with one of my my pre comps, uh, but that's how Mike's brain works. He, he thinks of these like it's just a bit of
1: OCD, man. <laughs> like but I people, got a problem with like m- m- you know going into the small details and I don't know things that like people will not really notice. But it's just it's just me. I just have a little bit of
0: OCD. <laughs> you you call it OCD, so, we call it genius. Yeah, that's how you get an Eisner nomination, yeah. buddy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, we we did like something. Um, for issue three, I don't know if you noticed, but like that, there's like a page there that that uh, shows like a whole city, like the the cityscape underwater.
0: Yeah.
1: Do you remember that page? Yeah,
0: yeah, the Xicheng one, yeah.
1: Okay, so you did you notice the lion head?
0: Yes. If you go back to it, yes you'll see yes, like, yes. like a yeah. Yeah. I remember okay, that.
1: okay, yeah, that's like another OCD thing that I do, but <laughs> a lot of people never notice it. But it's just one of those things that I just do for myself. It's like little Easter eggs that. If you see it, it's cool, but it's, it's more just just having fun with the page. But,
0: you know, it really makes the reading experience so much more worth it because a lot of people are saying, oh, you know, I'm paying three, four bucks for a comic, and I can finish it in, like, seven minutes or ten minutes or whatever amount it takes. Mm-hmm. But, like, there, once, once there's something visually compelling there to look at and analyze and study, I think it just forces people not only to read things slower, but to also just come back and read it again and look through the comic again and it makes that much more valuable it becomes sort of like a coffee table book experience you know
1: yeah, yeah it feels good too when like i get a lot of tweets and they're saying oh like i went through i went through the book and now i'm going back to the book and like studying the art because there's like so much stuff to look at and it's it's rewarding because you know we spend a lot of time <laughs> on that on each page and a lot of times when you're reading a book you're only spending like you know a minute, two minutes or even 30 right. seconds on a page. So when people go back and like look at it and appreciate the art, like it feels really good. Yeah. It's good to hear from
0: them. Yeah. Um, and I should also note that, uh, cause Mike, we've been doing interior art with you only recently, right? Um, yeah, yeah. we, we, uh, have a guardian of guardians of the galaxy, uh, Gamora infinite comic that is up on the Marvel mm-hmm. store, which, um, Mike did just, and I hate overusing the term amazing, but he did an amazing job on that series. It was just lovely. And I know that's the first time you were working with the Infinite Comics platform, right?
1: Yeah, it's like totally brand new. Uh, I, love, I love the, the whole platform, Yeah, It's so many like, uh, possibilities, so I like to work on it a little bit more,
0: too. Yeah, oh, the future. Good to know. Hint, hint. I will tell some people. <laughs> um, no, it's cool. I yeah. like it. So, and also, can you also just tell us, before, before we take off, I'm really curious to know what your actual process is from beginning, to, from pencils to, to final colors. I know you have some assists, so why don't you tell us a little bit about that?
1: I mean, my process is primarily digital. Uh, so, uh, what I do is like, it's, it's, it's kind of weird, but I'll take Caden's script, I'll print out like his script to so all 22 pages. And then from there, when I'm reading it, I'm, like, already drawing, like, the thumbnails right mm-hmm. on top of the script. And then um, from there, I'll take that, bring it into the computer, and work out the breakdown. So that's what you guys will see. Okay, so once the breakdowns are done, I do the line art. Um, I usually, before, I used, I used to just go paint it, but because of the the crazy deadlines, um, I got Marco Delfon helping out with the flats and actually helping to light the scene. So he'll do that. And once like the basic colors are in, I'll go in and paint over um, his colors. And that's the process.
0: Yeah. And that's, you guys work really well together.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He's amazing. I mean, he's like my neighbor. He lives five minutes away. So I grew up with him. So yeah, we have a good chemistry.
0: Well, um, if you're not going to be at the convention, how can people mm-hmm. find you? Do you have a uh, a, a website? Um, what a Tumblr, Twitter? What's the best way to to look at your work and what you're working on, and possibly connect with you?
1: Yeah, you can check out the website. It's uh, www Um, and my Twitter is at deadly mike.
0: At deadly mike. Okay, great. Yeah. Well, Mike, and thank just you. Look up
1: mike, Window, you'll find a bunch of websites. Ancient websites too.
0: Because you're so famous.
1: <laughs> no, it's just like <laughs> websites that I like forgot about. But just, Google check
0: out. just Google me. Just Google me. Hey, that's what I say. Yeah, just Google me. That's what I say to people now. I'm just like guys. Just Google me. It's fine. You'll find me. <laughs> I've made. I've made it, guys. Yeah. I've made it. T- about t- yeah. ten people know me. Okay. <laughs> um,
1: yeah, more <no> Twitter followers. <laughs>
0: Thank you for talking to us. Good luck at the Eisners this year. We are rooting for you, um, and I'm—I think you're gonna win. But it's just me. Oh, I'm just happy to be
1: nominated, and be amongst like those artists that that are nominated. So I'm good, and my—I I mean, if I win, that's like—that's just like extra gravy.
0: Yeah. So. well, we wish you. All the luck in the world. And if you're looking for us on the interwebs, we are on Tumblr at thewomenofmarvelcomics.tumblr.com. You can also email us at womenofatmarvel.com. Thanks so much for joining us this week, and stay tuned for our next podcast. This is Marvel. Your universe.